there's three key aspects to it. The first is that it's it's vague. It's poorly constructed legislation. We haven't seen an amendment bill since 1996, so in the fisheries space. But um, for us, we've got to get it right. We're, we're at really dire space right now with the way the fisheries are being managed, so we want something productive moving forward. The second aspect of it is that actually the amendment or the preset decision rules look to remove non-commercial interests from the decision-making process. So Māori, customary, recreational, environmental, you know, we, we, our voice is going to be weakened. We've actually had bad experiences in the past. So they've tried to use preset decision rules in the past and they haven't worked very effectively. This has been described, just as you mentioned, as preset decision making based on a predetermined formula. Can you explain that? And is that essentially just saying you don't think the Minister will take into account these concerns, these sorts of submissions? Yeah, in short, what what it seems like is that they're trying to use um, a specific data set where there isn't a lot of data at the moment, and they're just going to apply that and use that as the primary information. Now, other factors like climate change, um, anything like this that might actually come into account later on, will be dismissed because it's not part of the existing data set. When you say it could affect the rights of 600,000 fishers, is that, are we talking recreational, recreational fishers? Who, who is in that 600,000 number? Yeah, well, that's that's a collection of uh, customary and recreational fishers. You know, basically Kiwis who go out to feed their families. Um, if, if they don't get this right, and we're not allowed to voice our concerns and our opinions on how fisheries are managed, and they are our resources, you know, it's a natural resource, they're our fish, um, that's, that's a fundamental concern for us, that we, we were dismissed or excluded from that management conversation. You've obviously put out this joint media release with a number of organisations with very similar concerns. It doesn't sound like you have much confidence in the Minister and the decisions that he potentially will make and he is making currently. So what can be done in order to change or to, to curb that for, for what these groups are wanting? Look, I think in fairness, we actually do have confidence in this minister and Minister Parker has made some good conservative decisions over his current tenure. But the problem is it's we're concerned that the, the ministry is diminishing ministerial discretion. So the minister has the ability to make the final say on anything. But preset decision rules means that he's immediately put into tram lines or he's actually excluded from that conversation because it's it's not worthy of his attention. So it's not about Parker and the current decisions, it's actually about future management opportunities as well. So the agency is the issue here in terms of the the lines of communications from officials to not get too Wellington talk for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's the problem, is that the ministry has very clear objectives. Uh, they are the Ministry for Primary Industries. Their job is to export primary products, and um, that's what they're focused on doing. The concerning thing is, is that the public consultation process has been and gone, um, and we obviously put a lot of effort into making sure that the collective public's concerns were heard. We had over six, 7,000 people put their own individual submissions in. We presented at the uh, orally to the select committee as well. However, they haven't been very interested in what we've had to say.